Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff with a little go-low pod, baby. Talking PGA Tour, talking Saudi golf, talking my man Lefty. Phil Mickelson, uh, timing could not have been any more perfecto. Just released a statement. I just read it. It's long, very long. Unlike uh, DJ, who released a statement through the PGA Tour. Bryson, who released a statement with his little Payne Stewart hat emblem, which was really stupid. Uh, I'll dive into both those. Uh, and some thoughts on this whole Saudi league and where we're going. So Thoughts on Tiger Woods, who obviously just hosted a tournament at Riviera. Uh, looked spry, looked good, had some positive things to say to Jim Nance. And honestly made me think a little differently than uh, my my take on him playing has been. And then a couple things, just watching Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa. At Golopod is the Instagram. So go follow that. If you want to get your question answered here on the show, at Golopod, easiest way. Just fire in those DMs. Go follow it on Instagram. Post content up there. I got to get more consistent posting just my thoughts, the golf tournament, Phil Mickelson, anything that happens in golf. I'm just going to start posting up there. Uh be very real time moving forward. That that is going to be the goal, and uh, and yeah, Jason Sobel, who's covered golf for decades, joins us the program every single week, and we'll talk a little bit about the Honda. Um, Shane Lowry, Brooks Kepka, Billy Horschel, Alex Norwin, uh, Norin, uh, who's been close, and Brian Harmon, little lefty, little grinder. Uh, love gambling. I, I hit a top 10 last week, Maverick McNeely. So I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. The Honda, little Florida swing. The Honda, Arnold Palmer. Then basically a week off. And then the players. 
Which I think it's interesting to start with the players, actually, and this will lead right into old Phil Mickelson. The purse at the players this year, for those that don't know, is $20 million. $20 million. I noticed at Riviera last week, their purse was massive. Everyone in the top 20 was well over six figures. People in the top 15 were almost over 200 grand. Morikawa and Cam Young, who finished T2, each got a million dollars. The cash is flowing. And I got several angles today on Phil. One, I think he's very out of touch right now. And I think sometimes, listen, we all, it's human nature to have your self-interest first. The only person who truly cares about you is you, at least first and foremost. And the older you get, your family, your kids, your parents. But you have to have your best interest at heart. But you also have to display the EQ and the understanding and the common sense of what is going on. Phil Mickelson, as Pat Perez said last week at Riviera, is probably worth well over $800 million. Made almost 100 on the course and potentially, you know, it's not concrete, but I, I think it's fair to say he was making him and Tiger for a long period of time you know, 50, 60 million dollars a year for 15 plus years. And sometimes you can get greedy. You're not always getting screwed in a business deal. Let's face it. Without Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson isn't nearly as rich. Ain't even close. Because the purse money to get to the 90 million dollars on the course never would have even got close to approaching that number. And obviously his off the course worth in terms of the interest in the sport, would have been divided by about 10 or 20. So Phil Mickelson is a product of other people, a.k.a. Tiger Woods. And there's nothing wrong with that. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green benefit greatly from Steph Curry. They both get to make hundreds of millions of dollars and be champions and very famous on and off the court. But I think Phil... It's kind of sad where he's at right now. He clearly thinks he is getting railroaded by the PGA Tour because they own the rights and he can't have NFTs. Like, my man, I'm in crypto. I'm down almost $45,000. You know, it's it's not all it's cracking up to be. Though I'm still long. I'm a a believer in ADA, but it's down pretty heavily. Um, You know, I'm kind of at the point, like, I got to keep buying more. But I think Phil clearly always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and thinks he's a business savant. And the PGA Tour has its faults. Guys like Phil Mickelson help subsidize a large percentage of the poor that don't really do much, but have the ability to make money because every week, unlike other sports, they're not on salary. They can earn their cash if they play well. But I think Phil, his lack of understanding of the importance of the tour and its power to him and his brand and his earnings over the last couple decades feels lost. So when he talks in his statement about being a disruptor, disruptor from what? Joaquin Neiman just made $2 million. Hell, I was thinking, I Googled it. I'm like, what did Phil win? You know, when he won the major in 2021 at Kiowa, he made over $2 million. So Phil has this lack of understanding slash this weird greed going. And whoever is, I'm getting screwed all the time guy, listen, sometimes you do, right? 
We've all known people that have gotten bad divorces that get taken to the cleaners. We've all known people that get in bad business relationships and lose money. You, you know, there's obviously the big national stories of guys like Bernie Madoff. People have gotten screwed from business dealings. Phil Mickelson and his association with the PGA Tour for the last 25 years and moving forward was not one of those individuals. He financially benefited more than any human in the history of the sport not named Tiger Woods. That's more than Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. Now, obviously, those guys played in a different era, but no one's benefited more financially than Phil Mickelson. For him to not mention the PGA Tour in a statement feels like a double down of an FU. I like Phil Mickelson. I'm a huge fan. Him and Tiger were like Brady and Manning for me with golf. But if I was Jay Monahan, I would suspend him indefinitely right now. Because, listen, I, I thought Brian, uh, Bryson's statement was pretty gutless. It was like, yeah, you know, I, I'm in a relationship right now. I like her. But if I can upgrade with a better looking woman, I'm out. It's like, Bryson, are you an idiot? You make $30, $40 million a year right now because of the PGA Tour. Without this, you know, operation, no one would know who the fuck you are. You would not be rich. You should think every single day that the PGA Tour exists. You became famous because of their platform. Not because of your platform. Your platform was created because of them. And you have greatly profited. And you've become a star. It felt like Dustin Johnson was like a recruit in college football. Which like, yeah, I'll go on some visits. You're going to pay me $180 million. I'm kind of in. And then it was like getting some blowback. It's like, I'm out. You know why? Because Dustin Johnson is another guy who's made hundreds of millions of dollars playing the sport of golf. And I, I think Phil has just jumped the shark. I don't know financially what he's got going off the course, if he's lost a lot of money, which is very possible. I don't know how you lose, you know, get into a financial pinch. Now, it, it can happen. Money's all relative. The more money you make, the more money you spend, and the more money you need coming in. But me and Jason Sobel were BSing before we recorded the gambling spot, and uh, he, he thought the next time we'll see him is at the Masters. And you know the irony of the next two majors? Phil's won the Masters three times. And he's the defending champion at the PGA Championship. So he's not going to show up at the players where it's the biggest purse in the history of the PGA Tour. And then the next time we're going to see him is at the Masters, which is one of the greatest platforms in terms of sports and notoriety and help make Phil Mickelson his brand where he jumps in the air is that moment. That would not be the same if he had done that at the Honda Classic or at Riviera or at Torrey Pines or at TPC Scottsdale. He did that at Augusta. And do you know what bothers me about Phil? Because again, I'm a fan of Phil Mickelson. Is the younger guys on tour, from JT to Rom to Spieth, do you name it, to Tiger, obviously, has been pretty outspoken, have a better understanding of how good we have it. Because unlike the team sports, you can live wherever you want. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a choice. He has to live in Green Bay six months a year, and every Sunday he's got to play. Phil Mickelson can live wherever the hell he wants, and he can play whenever the hell he wants. Sounds like a pretty good business partnership to me. He has zero liability in putting the tournament together, figuring out the sponsors to finance the tournament, 
putting the thing on television. He just shows up and plays. Sounds like a pretty good business partnership to me. And sometimes when you get in these partnerships, and listen, it's human nature to question certain things. Am I getting screwed? We've all said that out loud at points in time in our life. But there also has to be a point in time where we can swallow our pride and go, you know what? This is a pretty good deal for me. This has worked out. This is pretty lucrative. And no one should have a better feel for that beside Tiger Woods when it comes to golf than Phil Mickelson. I thought his statement was a joke. I thought it was embarrassing. And I, I think he, again, I think Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, should suspend him indefinitely. Now, unlike the NFL or the NBA, he could still play at Augusta. I'm not exactly sure how the PGA Championship would, would fall under. The U.S. Open is separate. He could still play in major tournaments. But I would drop the hammer. Because Phil Mickelson tried to screw other people. He tried to ruin the PGA Tour, which is printing money for all these guys. Everyone involved, including Phil, who again won $2 million last year at Kiowa. He tried to take it down. And he clearly was the ringleader because he will not back off. He apologized to the Saudis and he apologized to his family. He did not apologize to the PGA Tour, who has provided him with every freaking penny in his life. Every single business deal he's ever done is because he's a PGA Tour golfer and people want to be associated with him. Obviously, every penny he's made on the course is PGA Tour money. And all of his sponsors is because he's a pro golfer. And this is the disrespect he shows the tour. Look at the opposite of Tiger Woods, who pledged his allegiance and who's been over the top how much the tour means to him. Just like Rory and JT. God, I just... It really ticks me off for a sport that I love so much and a guy that I love so much. Last year, watching him win Kiowa, beside Tiger in 19 and Tiger in 08, that's as cool of a major as I've ever seen. And for him just to try to pull his pants down and take a dump on the financial instrument that is pumped, and let me repeat, pumped cash into his bank account, is, is kind of a joke. And it's kind of reflective on Phil. You know, it, it makes him look like a fucking moron. It, it, it really does. And I, I actually hope at this point the PGA Tour drops the hammer. If you told me they just, hey, you're, you're banished. And maybe they let him come back in years. But like, get the hell out of here, bro. You are no longer welcome. That would be my PGA Tour statement if I'm Jay Monahan. You know what, Phil? You're no longer welcome in anything we do. Godspeed, buddy. Okay, the PGA Tour is back in full swing and I have been gambling heavily on this season so far and I can't wait to dive back in this week and this weekend at Riviera Tigers Tournament. FanDuel has you covered different markets finding unique and fun bets like finishing position, matchups, round leaders, and group winners. I love, I don't like, I love Justin Thomas this week at 14-1. to 1. He finished here second several years ago. Just had a good showing at the Phoenix Open. Waste management. Like him this week. But my favorite bet of the week, Taylor Gooch, who's coming off also a good finish at the Waste Management, to top 10 at this tournament. Pays 4.5 to 1. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game or any golfer, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 if you don't win your first bet. If you've never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up with the promo code COLIN so they know that we sent you.
21 and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team. 
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home. And then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The other thing, Tiger, who also, you know, professed his loyalty and love and uh, just how he's not going to leave. He's told Jim Nance, when Jim Nance asked him, "Is are we going to see him at Augusta? <clears throat> and he kind of poo-pooed it, said, you know, pump the brakes. But he had a very positive vibe. I saw someone video him walking up the stairs at Riviera and was like, listen, if you've ever been here, these steps are really, really, it's vertical it's not easy to walk. And he was walking. I saw this person just on the internet. He was smooth. And I was someone who thought he is never, ever going to play a golf tournament on the PJ Tour again. PNC, you know, maybe some just, you know, I some like match type tournaments. I'm changing my tune on that. I don't know if we're going to see Tiger Woods this year, but Tiger Woods is playing in major championships again. Tiger Woods is playing in PJ tournaments again which is just remarkable. You know, the the doctors deserve credit. Modern science deserves credit. Tiger, who, you know, self-inflicted, but obviously his desire to never stop playing golf is, I always say it's his most admirable quality. He's not driven by the money, not driven by the fame. He's literally always been driven just to try to win golf tournaments. Just like Tom Brady has always been driven to try to win football games. And Phil clearly has some ulterior motives sometimes where Tiger just works his ever-loving ass off. Like, in what world, if you were Tiger Woods, would you not just be like, listen, guys, I'm done. I'll, I'll be like a, you know, I'll be like a Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan version around this tour. I'll come around. I'll host tournaments. I'll just hang out with my family, and I'll just kind of play golf on the side. But he refuses to operate like that, and it's, it's impressive to watch. And then there are two guys that, You know, I I love the NFL draft. And the thing I love about the NFL draft is when there's a lot of hype on a player, you know, a a Nick Bosa, a Khalil Mack, uh, you know, a Jamar Chase, a Joe Burrow, you never truly know how it's going to look until he plays in the pros. Now, unlike college football, which a lot of us watch, most of us don't watch college golf. So, I mean, we can follow college golf. This guy, Cole Hammer from Texas. Over the years, there have been different blue chip guys. You hear names if you follow amateur golf. But the overwhelming majority of people that watch the PGA Tour do not ever watch amateurs play golf, right? Beside maybe the uh, U.S. amateur. But we're not watching college golf tournaments. Now, maybe as time goes on, they'll put more of them on television. The hype on Colin Morikawa. Now, I watched Victor Hovland because he was on the Oklahoma State team with Wolf. And usually Golf Channel has like the Final Four or the Elite Eight of the college championships, and his team was loaded. So I knew who Victor Hovland was, but really you knew more of his teammate, Wolf, because of the funny swing. And then the hype on Morikawa just grew and grew and grew, too, when he was in college. For these guys to come 
And obviously, Colin has been more successful than Victor, but I don't think Victor's far behind him. When both guys get hot, it feels like at any moment they could be eight back to start a day, and you look up and they're two back going into hole 12. Both of these two guys can make birdies and bunches like they're Tiger or Phil. And I think it's really cool to see two young, elite prospects. They're no longer prospects. Mark Howell's won a couple majors. Hovland's already won several golf tournaments. Knowing, like, if you had to do the over-under of majors combined for these two guys, because to me, Hovland's winning several. Morikawa could win 8-10. to 10. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself, but he's already won two. And you just watch him at Riviera, like, you, you tell me when a guy's on, there's a better player on tour. That includes John Rahm than Colin Morikawa. That includes Justin Thomas. That includes any other human being that you want to put on. When they're on, I would take Colin Morikawa over anyone. And it's they're a joy to watch. And both their, how you know mature they are. Again, back to Phil. It's like, how are these guys in their mid-20s acting more mature than Phil? Now, does Phil have financial implications where he's desperate for money? Maybe. Do these guys not have that yet? Do they? You should never have being a pinch when you're worth $800 million. And I like to gamble as much as anyone. But if he's blown his money gambling, then Phil's a moron. If he got in some bad business deals, understandable, you should still have some money on the side. So... These guys, the maturity they have, the talent they have, PGA Tour is in a fantastic spot. If I get a couple tournaments over the next couple years with all these guys and Tiger Woods, that that might as well be an NFL playoff game. That that won't get any better for me. That's that's as good as it gets. And honestly, I kind of feel like we're getting it. So despite all this Phil garbage, uh, the PGA Tour is is thriving. It's printing money for all its top players. It's, I mean, the television rating, I said it a couple weeks ago, the Waste Management did the same number as the Warriors against the Lakers. That's the two biggest NBA brands. And they did the exact same rating. So people are watching golf. People are playing golf. It's it's really, it shows you the power of it. Phil got, Phil couldn't overcome it. The PGA Tour is in a great spot, and I look forward to keep consuming it, especially with guys like Colin Morcow and Victor Hovland. Okay, back at it again. We have uh, left the West Coast, and we have headed to the to the Southeast in the Florida Swing. Honda, Arnold Palmer, and, you know, kind of a week off than the players. This, this is a fun little stretch here. Start with the Honda here with my guy, Jason Sobel. You can hear him every week, 2 to 4, Channel 92, Sirius, uh, as well as the Links and Locks podcast on the Action Network. How you doing? I'm doing good, John. I'm fired up. Uh, a little piece of advice before we start, because I know everyone's been watching golf over the last close to two months, uh, to start 2022, Hawaii swing, West Coast swing. For the betters out there, for the fantasy players, you almost have to rewire your brain a little bit. There are players we liked over the last two months that you don't necessarily like when we go cross country and then vice versa. There's players you weren't on before that you're saying, okay, now we got to Florida. Now they're on my radar. As a West Coast golfer who's never played in Florida, obviously, you know, you've been to all these tracks. We talk a lot about the grass. How truly different is it just walking around and being out there? Is it the softness? It's way harder. Obviously, the putting out West is a lot different than in Florida. What would you say is the biggest difference on this swing 
from a, from a grass standpoint. It's going to be on the greens. Uh, sure, there's Bermuda in the rough as well and in the fairways. And that it takes a little bit of getting used to. But quite frankly, give it a practice round and all these guys who are professional golfers, uh, it's fine for them. For me or you going cross country and trying to play uh, on a different surface, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Why is it doing that to my club? These guys, they've all played all over the world and they can all handle it. It's, it's more so on the greens. And we've seen breakdowns now. And this is why uh, the analytics world in golf has gotten uh, so big and, and we've all collectively gotten so much smarter over the past five years or so because if we were sitting here talking 10, 15, 20 years ago about who do you like this week, we wouldn't be able to break it down to, well, we're going from Poana Greens at Riviera to Bermuda Greens at PGA National, and here are the guys who putt well on Bermuda Greens. They just didn't break it down to that degree years ago, and so now we can look at it and say, okay, there are guys who absolutely, I mean, this is not a coincidence, but there are trends and patterns of guys who putt much better on Bermuda greens and guys who putt much worse on Bermuda greens. And that's going to be a big difference. So when I talk about rewiring your brain to go from the West coast to the East coast, this is kind of what I'm talking about to say, all right, there are guys who, you know, their putting numbers don't look very good and they haven't been playing that well and they don't have that many higher results, but you got to think, okay, now they go back to the friendly confines of Florida where whether it's a Southeast guy or whether it's a guy that grew up here in Florida, uh, or just a guy that plays some of his better golf here. You have to look at that past history and say, all right, well, there's a reason why he's played well. And so uh, maybe we back him and maybe we find some good numbers on players who weren't necessarily on the radar screen over the last two months. Okay, let's start with the guy you like the most. I don't want to screw up his name, so so you hit it and tell me why you like him. I've been working so much on this name because you can't pick the guy to win and then absolutely butcher the name. Christian no, you can't. Zaydenhut from South Africa. I think I got that that one right. I think that was I think good. he did. Kind of, I think kind of did. like a snowflake. Every time it comes out of your mouth, each one is just a little bit different. But uh, I like this guy because, first of all, he's very good tee to green, good ball striker. But you're going to need the combination of not just good ball striking, but, hey, you're going to miss some of these greens too. You're going to have to be able to get up and down. This is not going to be a birdie fest. Only four times in the last 15 years have we seen a winner who was double digits under par. Happened last year with Matt Jones at 12 under, but second place was just seven under. So uh, Matt Jones was really the outlier last year. It's going to be difficult conditions. We're not going to see a whole lot of birdies. So just getting up and down from around those greens can be very important. Bezadenhut is very good at it. Of his three wins on the DP World Tour, used to be the European Tour, two of them came in very difficult scoring conditions. And so I, I like the fact that he plays some of his best golf when conditions are tougher, when you're not making a ton of birdies. So there should be a nice natural fit. I like the number that he came out at this week. I don't love it. I would have liked something closer to 60, 65 to one instead of 50 to one where he's at in most books right now, but I'll take what I can get. Well, before we get into a guy, Keith Mitchell, there's one here before and you, you've been on the last month. He's been playing good golf. When I think tough golf courses, scrappy guy, Brian, Brian Harmon went to Georgia, right? So he's, he's from the South. Uh, you know, I, I, you mentioned him in your article, you got to like Brian Harmon to have, you know, 40 to one, a little high. I think you like more 70 to one or something, 65 to one. But given the field, I mean, this, I, I like him a lot this week. Along with Russell Henley, who's surprisingly not in this field. I know a lot of people getting burned in those one and done pools who have picked Russell Henley before the year started because he's got a great record here. But along with Henley, I look at Harmon as one of the players whose results haven't quite lived up to his performance over the past 
12 to 18 months. I think Harmon's actually played better than than the actual results have shown. And so I expect some, they call it positive regression in other sports. I always feel like that's sort of some sort of double negative. But uh, I do understand the, the feeling behind that, which is, hey, at some point, he's going to play really well as he's been playing. And he's going to, instead of finishing in 11th place, he's going to have a, a first or second or third place out there. So I think something good is lingering right around the corner for Brian Harmon, one of my favorite guys to watch from around the greens. He's got great hands, great touch. Yeah. Some of the other guys, if you're looking to sort of, whether it's a fantasy lineup and you're looking to stack certain types of players, but Harmon, Shane Lowry, Sung Im, Christian Bezadenhut, uh, those are some of the players, Patrick Reed, uh, some of the best players from around the green. So if you're looking just for guys to say, okay, well, if that's sort of the narrative this week that you're not going to make a lot of birdies and you can't make bogeys when you miss the greens, I want guys that can get it up and down. Those are five guys right off the top of my head. Now, granted, there are five of the more popular players, five guys with some shorter odds this week, but five guys who are really good around the greens. Well, I think Patrick Reed's an interesting name because when you look at the <clears throat> the favorites in this tournament, obviously there's not a lot of firepower really beside like Kepka and, and Sunjay. Even Tommy Fleetwood has not played well. I think last I saw Patrick Reed's like 60 to one, but he yeah. is in fairness, he's been terrible. So, I mean, is this, is there value there? Or is it like until he shows anything, you can't touch him because he's, he's a disaster right now. I, you know, John, I, I thought so too. Uh, look, he's not playing his best golf, but it, he missed the cut in his last start. Before that, there were a bunch of like kind of middle, like a 40-something, a 50-something. He was 15th, I think, at the Century Tournament of Champions to start the year. I mean, it hasn't been great. He's not knocking on the door for a victory. But look, it certainly changed the price tag on him. Do you want Tommy Fleetwood, who's never won on the PGA Tour, never <laughs> no. won stateside at 14-1? to 1? Or do you want Patrick Reed at more than four times the odds at 60 to 1, a guy who's a proven winner on the PGA Tour. Look, I, I don't think that Patrick Reed's going to win. I uh, He is not my favorite play on the board, but you give me that big a number on a guy who's won the Masters before, who's won a bunch of other big time events. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a little piece of that. I, I think it's a really good number <clears throat> for Reed. The books are essentially begging you to play him this week. Uh, you, you, you wrote that you like Billy Horschel, the top five, and really. I think Billy's played really well over the last like 12, 15 months. And obviously he played really well last year on this kind of swing. Uh, he's just a guy that, I mean, is it crazy? You know, obviously the top five odds, but what about him to win this tournament? Do you think, would you be shocked to see him in the mix come the weekend? No, I think he'll be in the mix. I, I like him more for a top five than outright this week. Uh, you know, just give me a little leeway there at the top of the board. But uh, it's exactly what I was talking about at the beginning here, John, where the guy's going from the West Coast to the East Coast. Billy Horschel's played pretty well on the West Coast, which is not his preferred place to go play. So the fact that he's not coming off three or four missed cuts in a row, he's not coming off some poor performances and then goes over, okay, well, now we can bank on him back in Florida. He's actually finished, I believe, 6th and 11th in his last two starts, and now he goes back to a place where he knows really well. He's got only two top 10 finishes and nine previous starts at the Honda. I would have expected Billy to be 
playing a little better, have a little bit better record at PGA National. But I, I like him a lot this week. I think he's playing some good golf. I think he's inspired. He's motivated. Billy's a, a fiery guy, and we might get into some of the other players near the top of this board, John, who uh, might be a little motivationally challenged this week. But Billy's a guy that always goes out there playing with some fire, playing with some grit, playing with some integrity. So uh, I do think that it's going to be a nice week for him. I think it really makes sense to play Billy Horschel this week. Well, b- before we hit record, you kind of talked me out of Brooks Kepka. Could you give me some of your logic on that one? Yeah, that might have been the guy I was referring to when I said motivationally challenged. Okay, uh, let's break this down a little bit. I-, I haven't done the research, but I would say that, you know, and this is a little maybe conspiracy theory, but whenever Chase Kepka seems to get an exemption into a tournament and Brooks is there, I, I, I feel like Brooks is doing it as a little favor to baby bro and maybe not going out there completely motivated to play his best golf. And we all know what Brooks is about. Brooks is about showing up to the four majors every single year and playing his best golf when it means the most. Now, last week he missed the cut, but I could have seen in a scenario Brooks Kepka kind of motivated to play. Okay, the top 10 players in the world are here. That's what the big headline was coming in. And Brooks was outside the top 10 saying, hey, you don't think I'm a top 10 player? Let me show you what I got. This week, zero top 10 players in the field. I just think Brooks Kepka is going to show up and go, really? I'm playing against all these guys? Ah, pass. I'll see you in Augusta. My only pushback would be, I looked, because someone had mentioned this, the players is a $20 million purse. And that's not very far away. And he okay. does need to dial it in a little bit because I would imagine he's going to treat that bad boy like the fifth major, as a lot of people do. But him specifically is a guy that, you know, notoriously likes his cash. And uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on that. I, yeah. <laughs> so uh, and, and last but not least, a guy we've talked about over the weeks, Alex Noren, who I he finished third here. Was it three years ago? Uh, he's played good golf. Just this year, obviously, that that power fade to me is just is beautiful. Uh, and when he's putting, he's really good. So he, he's a guy that maybe not to win this tournament, but top five, top 10 in that mix for you. Yeah, I'll sprinkle a little on him outright as well. I think Alex Noren has a, a little bit of win equity. It's been a long time uh, coming for Alex Noren to win on the PGA Tour. Certainly wouldn't surprise me this week. Uh, and, and he tends to play his best golf on tough courses. Very much how I described Bezaden Hoot. He's a guy that isn't going to go 28 under, isn't going to go absolutely crazy and shoot four rounds of 63 on a week when everyone's going low. But on a week when it's tough conditions, when the wind is blowing, when you've really got to dial in and plot your way around the golf course, I think Alex Noren is a really smart play. Coming off uh, three straight made cuts, including a share of sixth place just two weeks ago at the WM Phoenix Open. I, I, before I get you out of here, I'm a big NFL draft guy, and a big reason is because I love seeing highly touted guys go to the pros and then become stars. And I think golf has some parallels to that, obviously, over the years with Phil and Tiger, and then some of the guys that are my age in their mid to late 30s, Hunter Mahan, you know, some of those guys, and then obviously Rory, JT, Spieth. But these two kids in Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland, I mean, there was obviously a lot of hype behind him, and you know, Collins accomplished a little bit more. But to me, I watch him and go, Victor's not like that far behind him, right? I mean, it's you've been around this sport for a long time. I, I mean, is it crazy how how good these two guys are? Yeah, it is a little bit. First of all, John, I thought you were going to ask me to break down the NFL draft. I thought that's where you're going with this. Well, we'll get all, into that in a couple of weeks. We're I, still I was already ready to do my Mel Kiper thing here. Okay, uh, we'll do that in a few weeks then. But uh, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, 
when I was first asked, remember two and a half years ago or whatever it was, they uh, they turned pro alongside Justin Suh and Matthew Wolf. And the big question at that point was, all right, you get one of them for the next 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it was, and which one do you pick? And at the time, I remember saying, I think Victor Hovland's got a little, a little more on the gas pedal than... Colin Morikawa or Matthew Wolf. I, I just thought Victor Hovland would be the player. And of course, uh, a year and a half later, that looks foolish when Colin Morikawa is a two-time major champion already. But now Hovland's in the top five in the world. And uh, look, he's really, really, really good. There's still things that Hovland can improve upon, which I le- which is what I really like about him. You look at some of the players yeah. in the top 10 right now and you say, they're about as good as they're going to be. I mean, yeah, they can go win more tournaments, but I don't know that their games can get uh, measurably better. I look at Hovland and I say, well, he can get better with this. He can get better certainly around the greens. There are things he can do to improve on his game right now. So being a top five player with uh, a little room before he hits that ceiling, I think is a really good sign. And as far as Morikawa, I wrote about it this past weekend after the Genesis Invitational, but for so long, we in the golf game were asked, you know, who's the most underrated player out there? And the smart answer, or maybe the smarmy answer was Tiger Woods. Like you basically the point being you don't understand. You think he's really, really good. You think he's one of the greatest ever. You think maybe he's the goat. He's better than we actually realize. And so uh, you can make the case for a long time that Tiger was underrated. I would make the same case about Colin Morikawa right now, that he is the number two player in the world, but because he doesn't hit 350 off the tee, because he doesn't roll in birdie putts every single time he's up there, because uh, there's nothing controversial about him. There's nothing that makes us... uh, talk about him on social media. It doesn't go viral. He's just a, a nice, mature, young kid with a great golf swing. I would make the case that Colin Morikawa is one of, if not the most underrated player on the PGA Tour right now, just for the sense that I don't think everyone quite understands how good he is. I don't think he gets credit for everything he's accomplished at the very young age of 24 years old, and he's still just getting better. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't need to be Billy Casper to watch him play and go, this guy's got a chance to, <laughs> you know, the Nicholas's, the Tigers, the Trevino's, the Phil's. Like, he's, I mean, look at where he's already at right now and how old is he, 24, 25 years old? I mean, it's just yeah. the, the sky is, what he, what he did last week with his wedges on Sunday were just, as someone who struggles with a sandwich in their hand, was remarkable to watch. <laughs> I, I will, speaking of the Players' Championship, I reserve the right to change this over the next few weeks, but I'm looking very, very heavily at Colin Morikawa, who's the game's, I think, preeminent ball striker right now. Put him right there with Justin Thomas at the top of that list. Uh, I'm looking uh, very heavily at Morikawa for the players, and uh, I might not jump off when we get to Augusta either for the Masters. <laughs> he could just start rattling up some tournaments like a, like a young guy 22, 25 years ago did early on in his career. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Have a great week. Looking forward to uh, the Honda and then the Arnold Palmer. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Okay, let's get a little mailbag. At GoLowPod. At GoLowPod. I've got a head cold going right now. I wonder if it could be Omicron 2.0. I don't know, but I didn't get sick for years, and now I've been sick twice in a, a month. Hey, John. Question for the pod. I've heard the NLU guys talk about the broadcast. I'm curious if you have any thoughts around how golf can improve the viewer experience. Personally, it drives me nuts when I can only watch the feature group or a featured hole. I don't ever get the sense 
of what actually is happening at the tournament. Well, I agree with them. Nick Faldo is god-awful. Nick Faldo, as basically your big analyst, gots to go. I would have said it's Phil, but now Phil might get banished, so who knows. But maybe Ricky. I can see Ricky doing that. Nick Faldo, for being one of the greatest players of all time, is absolutely terrible on television. I mean, really, really bad. Bad Brings nothing to the table. Says nothing. Greg Norman, I remember when uh, Fox hired him, equally as bad. Shows you, just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're good at this. Like, talking for a living is not easy. And Nick Faldo cannot do it. He's awful at it. Norman was worse, but Nick Faldo's really bad. Now, here's where I will defend golf. You know, in football or basketball, the action is just, it's ongoing, right? Everyone is in the same spot. So you can just show the video of the football play. That's all that's going on in the football game. In golf, you know, Monday or Thursday through Sunday, there's dudes on different holes. So it's it's impossible to do it perfectly. There is no perfect golf broadcast. Because you could say, well, you focus too much on the leaders on Saturday. What about the other guys? You know, I, I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a correct answer. But I think they do a pretty good job. And also, like, listen. There are ads on my podcast. Guess what? I like money. Guess what CBS and NBC do? They paid a shitload of money for the rights to the PGA Tour. So the only way to make that money back is they got to play advertising. Like it, or they wouldn't have it. Just the cost of doing business. I, I don't have a perfect answer. It doesn't bother me that much. I just enjoy watching it. Sometimes the, uh, you know, the commercials can piss you off. <laughs> But I would say that Faldo makes me... Faldo's just really, really bad. He's just not good. As a golf fan, should we be concerned about the Saudi League? Honestly, I don't really care where the top guys play as long as we get to watch them compete every weekend. My biggest concern is that the star players will get split between the PGA and SGL, leading to a lower quality viewing product. Well, that's ultimately what Phil wanted. Phil and the Saudis wanted to steal top guys and take them away from the PGA Tour and ultimately bleed the PGA Tour dry. They didn't get it done. At least right now. You know, money talks. So I wouldn't say they're totally dead. But yeah, that, that made me nervous, for sure. You start losing Bryson. I know, you know, you, Rory, Aram. I know all these guys are staying. But my point is that, yeah, it would have it crippled the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour is as strong as it stars. And it'll never have a bigger star than Tiger. But right now it has some star power. Longtime listener of Three and Out, wanted to see if you had any thoughts on Burns and answer long shots to win this weekend. I like Joaquin Neiman. I like Joaquin Neiman to win. <laughs> you like that? Uh, God, I love gambling on golf. Two things. Love the NFL and the game of golf. This question is about Kepka. I really like him, but I'm hesitant to back him in anything but a major. He stated that nothing gets him excited except majors in professional golf. To me, that's the guy that's always been good at everything he puts himself into. The Bryson feud was great for him. Extra motivation, even if it's manufactured, is something MJ needed it. Tiger probably had it. My question is, does Brooks love golf enough to continue grinding, or will it become uninspired and leave the game, or possibly fall off? That's a good question. I mean, when I watched Brooks play like at the uh, TPC Scottsdale, the Waste Management, I thought he was trying pretty hard. He just didn't play that well. He was trying to win that tournament. And you could argue, well, there's 200,000 people there. He's a bright lights guy. It was easy to get up for it, and that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you don't love something, 
it's hard to grind at it and stay really good. To me, an underrated part about Kepka, he actually he doesn't practice. He clearly does. He's too good at golf to not grind at it. So I, I do think he likes playing golf. You know what we usually like doing? Stuff we're good at. You know why? Because we get credit for that. We get paid for that. There's so much money out there on the PJ Tour right now. Why wouldn't you want to keep playing and making money? Brooks Kepka can make a boatload of cash. The 10th at Riv, for my money, is a top three drivable par four in the world. If I ever get out there to attend, I'd be a lock to be at the 10th. I agree. That's where I would hang out. I would take my chair, I'd sit there, and I'd watch guys attempt to play that hole. It's not very easy. Go low pod is great, even though I don't like golf, but I always listen and might start betting on some of your suggestions. We talked about it. Who I'm going to put money on, I think, this week is Lowry, Kepka, Harmon, Billy Ho, and Alex Noren. I think those are my guys. Lowry, Harmon, Billy Ho, Noren, probably like top five, and probably Kepka will be the one will be the one horse that I pick. I couldn't take Sun JM at a ten to one or Tommy Fleetwood. I mean, are you kidding me? I also Patrick Reed at sixty to one is kind of intriguing. Not gonna lie. Actually I might bet that too. Okay. Have a good weekend. Oh hell. I mean, I'll see you for the three and out on Friday. And um, talk to you soon. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.